Hello and welcome to the 30 with me podcast. I am super excited today because I have a special guest. But before that, I need to shout out to certain people. Um, I've been getting a lot of support, a lot of love from so many people to promote this podcast. I mean, once I put out my link, some people are already like, you know what to do. And I do not take this for granted. I am really, really grateful. Thank you so much for the support thus far. So yeah, today I have a special guest. I have a model, a business owner. I'd, I'd rather you start with something else. Okay, a radio host. No, I'd rather you start with something else. Which too. one do you want me to start with? Because like, you have, have so many chick. things. I have a chick. Oh, okay. Do, do you like all the other things? She has four eyes. Yeah, exactly. Glasses is like part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what else? Broad shoulders. <laughs> She has big bum bum. I, I absolutely, I mean, this is dirty with me, so it's adult, right? Sense of yes. life. I do not have a big booty, girl. You do. I don't. Are you funny? Yes, you do. I just started having a it's big booty. It's bigger than my own. Well, you don't have a booty. Ah, oh my God. <laughs> but I have a baby pouch. <laughs> I do have a baby pouch, so I mean, that's like very evident. But really, I'm excited to have coffee on the show. Yay. Thank you for coming. Some tambourine. Yay. Sounds like some, you should put some, put some SFX in this one. Let me just tell you this. Let me tell okay. you this. Um, well, I don't want you to feel flattered. Okay. Actually. Oh, thank God it's flattered. Uh, we don't agree on so many things. A lot But I things. love being on here with you. Aww. Because you have this vibe, you have this energy. Aww. I think we have something similar. So ah. I feel like that is why I love ah. having you oh, on here. So there are some... <laughs> Starting discussions and I'll be like, this is a this coffee. is not city. This is a cafe vibe. Yes. Opposite attracts. I think that's why we cross at some point because it's like, oh, there's a little bit of me in you. There's a little bit of you in me. It's yeah. like I'm seeing a younger version of myself. So those things happen. But I mean, you're a cool chick to be honest. <laughs> I do like your skin. I'm jealous in my mind. I'm thinking, does made you something extra, or is it just? <laughs> oh my god. Is it just the fact that we drank the same water in the same effect? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Shout out to anybody that's seen from effect. But I think so you. Right I think you actually have good skin. I love Thank particularly you. your fingers and your toes. Oh my god! And I'm sorry if I sound like I'm, <laughs> I'm attracted to girls, but there's certain I things do I look out for in people. And those, actually, I was looking at my fingernails. And I'm like, damn, I'm growing old. Old age is catching up. My fingers are beginning to wrinkle. So if you have advice, since you sell all products, you use coconut oil. All right. I'm serious. All right, let's let's just go <laughs> go on with the introduction. Yeah, so today we are talking about postpartum. Mm. We're talking about pregnancy. And it is actually funny because I have pregnancy fright. You do? Yes, I do. Like I don't like being around pregnant people. I'm usually scared. And there's just something inside of me that feels like with a human being is actually growing mm. inside of you mm. and i remember when my sister was pregnant and then she wanted me to touch her tummy to feel the baby moving i was like you i did don't not? think i want to do this and then i did and i was like wow wow <laughs> serious i think to be honest that part of pregnancy is the most beautiful part when you finally can hear feel that there's actually somebody inside of you he's like what is that real is that for real well before we talk about pregnancy the pregnancy journey and all yeah we are talking majorly about um, postpartum depression Mm. and this is something that we don't talk about here Mm. and people don't even see it as a thing here in nigeria Mm -hmm. like postpartum depression Mm. 
But let me ask you, were you prepared for motherhood? No, I wasn't. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was married, but I wasn't, to be honest. Uh, nobody said anything to me. Nobody taught me anything. A lot of things that I knew were things that I started reading after I discovered that I was pregnant. So when they, you go to Antinato, for instance, they ask you questions like, was this planned? Mm-hmm. And you say yes. So now I do a flashback and I say, if I was in the same situation mm-hmm. and they asked me those same questions, I would say no. It was not planned because I think when they say planning, it means both physically, emotionally, mentally, financially. It's not just about were you ready to carry a baby Baby. because, or are you ready to have a baby? Because having a baby is not just having another human being, it's so much. So I was not prepared for motherhood. I mean, a woman is instinctly a mother, you know, because you would care naturally. But I wasn't prepared for the life. I I mean, I could have been prepared for one. But so just you know, I had two at once. Wow. So nothing, absolutely nothing prepared me for that life. So, I mean, with, when you found out that you were having twins, what was the first thing that came to your mind? I just sat flat on, on the laboratory floor because I... So quick background story because I, I, as in, I hope this doesn't spill into a podcast too or episode two, but I remember that I had that point had fibroids and, and they were very massive and they were very painful. And I was seeing my gynecologist to say I wanted to take the fibroids out and you know I I was indecisive about whether I should so finally we had come to a decision to say okay fine go ahead did all the tests that was supposed to be done and I remember sitting in front of him just saying okay which date do I prefer to go in for surgery and he said oh you haven't done a pregnancy test you know and at that point they said to me previously that my fibroids might not let me get pregnant so it was a question of take it out and you might be lucky um, so I said, oh, fine, you know, and I just gallantly went to the lab and I had friends there and I'm like, yo, they say I should do pregnancy test, test or as a, so he's like, sure, go ahead, pee. And then I peed and then he came back and he said, it's positive. I said, yeah, mama, really cool. You're really positive. Me, bo- me, me, <laughs> Are you joking? Do I, do I look pregnant to you? Like, seriously? And, you know, and, and my British would just come on. I'm like, Are you funny? Seriously? So he's like, okay, let's do a second try. And then they did it. Was I was like, let's try blood. Because mm. I mean, blood, not a lie. Oh, okay, you yeah. know, and then he did, and then he came back. He's like, "You're pregnant." I just sat down on the floor, like, "What? Where? How?" And I don't know if a lot of women resonate, but you don't know, you don't feel pregnancy until they tell you you're pregnant. Mm. Symptoms don't come. I don't know. If, I don't know about people, especially if you, you it's normal. I didn't know I, until they said I was pregnant. Did I now know that? Okay, my and hand is hot. Um, something is wrong with me. So I didn't know, to be honest. Nothing. I was never prepared for the news of I'm pregnant. And then the part where I found out I had two was a different ball game entirely. I I was shocked. The man just said yabeji like regular yabeji after like 45 minutes of scan. And one of them kept going and coming. And I was just wondering, is it that my uterus is hidden? somewhere that they can't find it you know and i thought okay maybe the fibroids were what they were seeing thinking i was pregnant i was just a lot of things were in my head and they don't talk to you in nigeria like so eventually one of them now said oh yeah baby and i'm like oh thank you because i just felt that i was pregnant then he said no you're actually having to remember i'm like nibu as as parkini as in meji be from where you know my everything my head went i vanished like there was nothing. I wasn't thinking about anything. Mm. 
I was just like two. So I got home and I asked for a picture of it and I, I was like two. Yes, I do. Two. The, the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> the rest is history, to be honest. So did you have all these spitting? Mm, no, no, I was, I was a fine girl. I was, I, was a, I was a very fine girl. I didn't have spitting. I didn't have throwing up. I only felt like throwing up when I was having a toothbrush. Um, but I completely fell off food. I could not eat. Um, I liked everything speak and span. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had. Did you have problems with perfumes? I know, no, I never. Were you I mean, choose it with food? N- no, I couldn't even eat. I didn't have a preference for a long time. I didn't want to eat. But did I you gain weight? Eventually. So I think because I was carrying two, I would just gain weight. Uh, but I know I used to take a lot of beverage and and half of hundred naira bread, and that was just okay. And I would binge watch TV for a long time. But I didn't have preference for food until like my third trimester, where I wanted to eat at with a particular type of fish. But it, it wasn't supposed to be cooked by me. It was supposed to be cooked by somebody else on firewood. Uh-uh. It's, yeah, so I gave it her. Has the, to be firewood. I has, it was fi- it had to be fried on firewood for some weird reason. So I gave her the pots, and I said, ah, you know, and she was pregnant at that time. But I was just like, oh. ah, this one, she's not a first time, and she's King Kong. So I said, oh, please help me fry this stew, and this, and then it was a one-time food. Eat and it's gone. If it was remaining a huge, huge pot, you don't care. It wasn't relevant anymore. Just... But I was good with p- smells. I had a very distinct smell like i'm a, such a smell person so i could smell everything and then my eyesight was awesome in pregnancy so i use glasses like the last thing i take off is my glasses the first thing i wear is my glasses in pregnancy my sight was, was awesome <laughs> like awesome maybe you should be pregnant all year it's okay. every day it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so let's talk about after delivery okay postpartum did you have postpartum depression i did i honestly did how did you know it was postpartum depression i think the first sign for me was when we got back home mm. um i didn't even throughout the hospital i didn't think it was postpartum depression because i mean my children were in the neonatal ward because they had jaundice okay, okay. and so i didn't really get a first stand mm, bonding with bonding. them because they yanked them off me immediately into the neonatal ward but i would go look at them once in a while but i remember that getting home the day we were going to leave the hospital, they had brought one of them first, and I just put her in the crib beside me, and I was looking at her from afar. Hmm. And I took a picture of her, and I was just like, okay, I have a creature. I have to care for the creature. Mm-hmm. And I just kept asking myself questions like, what am I going to do? With these babies. I, you know, first, I remember first time they gave one of them to me, I said, put her to breast. I asked, how? Because <laughs> I'm like, as in, oh, you know, and my friend who is a pediatrician mm-hmm. was a guy, and he's like, just put her to breast. I looked at him like, I literally was expecting him to carry the breast, breast out. out. <laughs> I, I, I had no clue. But fast forward to going home, I, I was just looking at the child in the crib, like, okay, she's sleeping, okay, she's fine, okay, what am I gonna do? So they brought the second one, it was very, and every other person around you is excited, mm-hmm. except from you. You're excited that you have kids, but in your mind, it looks like, shit or talk. Is this real? So I remember we got home. On the way downstairs, everybody was so pumped for me. Oh my gosh, she has twins. Oh my gosh, everybody's craving for it. I receive it, I receive it. Remember, I'm like, hey man, hey bet. <laughs> and then we got home, and the crib was already done. I put everything in place, to be honest, because I'm a bit finicky. And then I put them in the room, and, you know, my partner was walking out of the room, and I started crying. 
I said, like, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know what am I going to do. Can you move for mommy? It was the question I kept asking myself. Can you move for mommy? What am I going to do? And I just kept crying. I said, like, you're going to be fine. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen to you. I said, like, what am I going to do with two children? I had no clue. This is me that had a wardrobe set, had everything that I needed. I didn't have a big, my mom wasn't coming anyway. God bless her memory. She wasn't going to come. So I already knew that. But I was just like, what am I going to do with this kid? And I remember every time I sat there, I would just sit all day. They say pregnant, when you give birth to a child, you sleep when the child is sleeping. I would just be looking at them. Like every next sound, I'm sitting down, I'm looking, I'm like, what am I going to do? So it was then it dawned on me that something was up. This wasn't supposed to be how I was supposed to feel. I also went off food which is weird they'll say eat so you can yeah, breastfeed so it was difficult to eat i felt like if i was eating i was taking time off to eat and i wasn't giving time something was just ridiculous about the feeling you know and then that was when i knew something was up with me i wanted to be everywhere you know as in every time we got up i wanted to dress up and get into the car and just be on the move I, I wasn't still, and, and I knew, uh, nah, you know, this was another level. What I had then, I didn't know until much later. So let's talk about um, snapping back. <laughs> you know, we always look at the Kardashians, the celebrities, and then, you know, after giving birth, the tummy's already flat. Oh, so let's come down to reality. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> Did you feel some, pregnant after some, giving birth? Like, did you feel like, am I still? Maybe there's another twin. My inside. kids are four years old. I'm still pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, like seriously, seriously. But did, still, did you have any pressure to snap back? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I wasn't. But a f- were there people telling you that? Coffee, you need to go eh, back off. To are you time. funny? Like, so how did you do? People with don't know how to hold their opinion to themselves, to yeah, be honest. I, I they don't. I um, and I'm trying to remember if I had responses. I think a lot of people were a bit nice to me because they'll be like, Oh, she had two, two. Yeah. but I also had self, um, I had insecurities. Okay, you know, there are times that I'd rather just wear bigger dresses because I just thought my tummy was extremely bloated. Um, and then I, I think unconsciously, I was to myself, oh, you know, he's not like he ever had a flat tummy. So May has a flat tummy. If she has a baby, I'm not expecting... Well, some people have really good bodies, I have to say that. They go back. I have a friend, she's she's like, she didn't have two, to be honest. She still says, I have a pouch. I'm using waist trainer and all that stuff. I'm like, baby girl, if I had you, what you have? I ain't going to be worried, seriously. Um, So I think some people just have really good bodies. And they just go back to what it was before, or at least close to it. But I did not for a long time. I could say that from when I had them till now, this is the only time I've had like the people look at me now and say, oh, your tummy's really gone down. And I think I, I think time just, you know, tells. A few things that I also did not know to do because I had a cesarean section was that I could start doing exercise fast. Um, you know, so later I found out that you could actually start doing exercise by six weeks after a cesarean section. Uh, but I know if you have natural birth, the the tendency is to snap back uh, better. If you breastfeed, yeah, it also helps. It's more, more stressful. And I think because I don't know how true this is, and actually, doctor, they always say there's a lot of air that's going into your tummy in the process of opening you up and stuff like that. Uh, but when you breastfeed, there's a contraction that happens as well. So that also helps 
uh, you know, to reduce the size of your uterus eventually. But to be honest, if you have a bulky tummy or you've had your pouches before the baby, pouches ain't gonna go nowhere to be honest man like <laughs> you have to, where you are you snapping to, to? you want to exactly be intentional mm. about the snapback you could look at the conditions for all you care i think they show you what they want to see they don't show you when yeah, they're they when so they're putting the work well. and when they're putting the work in mm-hmm. you know or whatever it is that they're doing and so i even found out that they don't breastfeed so they have people who donate breast milk yes you know, but we have to be realistic. I think a lot of us are very unrealistic with ourselves. Our body types are different. Mm-hmm. The circumstances under which we give birth are different. Societal expectations and the kind of person that you're with or the people that you're surrounded by are very important. My siblings are the most extremely special people in the world and they don't look at you like you go belly or anything. It's just, sure you do, Keisha, you know. and fine. Exactly. So I really don't feel the pressure to... Sleep I don't even ask people. I'm just like, did you at any point feel insecure about the way you look? Oh yeah, if dress? you want to wear certain dresses or you want to go to certain, I, I didn't go to parties for the longest though, oh, wow. because if you need to make a new dress, you're asking for peplum mm-hmm. because you want yeah, to cost you, you or you're asking for a shaped dress and you can't just wear certain things because you feel you are not looking as good as you want to. Even though people are going to see you with a child. Or with children, there's so much expectation that people have from you, which is very unrealistic because you might be dealing with beyond just having a baby, to be honest. You might be dealing with a lot of stress, with a lot of, you know, it's like reality snaps you in the face. Like, who? you have that to deal with as a woman. But from what you said, I think you had a lot of support, did you? Mm. No, I did not. Not really. No, I, ne- I did not. I know with being a woman woman would there's this thing there's this secrecy yeah like i can be on my period right now and mm-hmm. i'm afraid to even tell, tell you, you. Have, do you have a pad yeah we we have not to that... even talk of telling a guy that can you get me pads yes like, or this... buying even sanctuary to wear in a mall and the you guy understand. in front of you <laughs> the yeah. guy at the back of you is about <laughs> to pay and you have pad hanging in your heart it's like yes, yes they are going to know you understand i didn't have i didn't have so did you talk help. to anybody I did. I didn't until later. I think two years after my kids. Wow. Did I even know? And I didn't know until another girl shared her story. Okay. And she didn't even share it in relationship with having kids. She shared it on a different level. But it seemed like for everything she was saying, I was I was checking the boxes, and I finally had a one-on-one with her. And then we were not even two minutes into the conversation. I was touring, and when I mean touring is, I was from going from frozen to for to like ice block I was crying and she looked at me and said you're not in a good space like I need to hook you up straight with my therapist and she did and I remember the first session with my therapist the woman looked at me and said how did you go from this to being severely depressed you know so I wasn't just having postpartum depression I'd gotten to being severely depressed and because I'm a natural bubbly person, you would not know. Because I'm just laughing, I'm, I'm going through it. But deep down, I'm like, what the heck? What's, what happened to me? You know, there are times I still say, why can't I just hop and go? Because I'm quite spontaneous, so I want to go to Ilefe. I just want to be able to get on the bus and go. But I think that I have two toddlers with me. Yeah. How am I supposed to drag two kids along, you know? So I, I didn't have help. I didn't have older help. 
a lot of the young girls that were in my life and shout out to them I could go on and on with their names they were amazing help that came into my life and they were younger girls that never were married but they were just like protégés my chick friends you know Chi Chi Fumi Felicia these girls would just always come around and help me and, and I remember Fumi was smart she would say to me Auntie Kafi you know this time is going to pass and you're going to see them soon and they're going to be so big and I'll look at her like what do you even know and she's like oh I took care of my brother I know these things and when we look back now we're like really you know like thank god I, however I'd like to you know just put this in there that I wish I had grown up help I wish I had a grandma or a, my I wish my mom was there my mom's late now by the way but I wish my mom was there I wish I had older people there to say losun ma wo television o joko si benye ko jamalanye you know kwe we do nyeje o ni there or you know mogi la rokutukutu ko le formoloyan i didn't know so i struggled with breastfeeding two babies and when i could not produce enough finances hit us cuz you had to buy baby milk which was which is not cheap for two babies so i really wish i had grown up help and i will just say that if you're listening and you're pregnant you're hoping to be pregnant do not hesitate to get that help it might not be from your mom it might not be from your family but you need that support system positive one mm-hmm. by the way so how how did you get through the oh cuz i know there's this cultural thing they always do like navel care yes and apart from that Colic, you know what you have to emergency one mold or the part of their their bomb bomb there's a, if you want them to have this yeah. bomb bomb there's way you can have you seen it. my kind if you want them to have the bombs there's way you can do it yeah. did, like how did you and get even help? their leg and then some there's some a way you there's a way you do them, the leg yeah so that their feet is fine they when they grow bo, yes abs and all of that so, so i didn't get all that to be honest and i had the kids it. are fine well god does beautiful things to be honest um i didn't have agbalagba you know allow me say that i had a pediatric friend shout out to you shamade balja by the way he was such a great m help so he would say to me you don't need this you don't need that so he started from you don't need baby oil you don't need lotion you don't need powder all you need is vaseline blue seal okay. and sephini you know and I, in my mind i'm looking like ah, but everybody's buying it now he said you don't need the child skin is still sensitive do not complicate it last last if the child has any form of irritation when it comes to the hospital they will recommend a good you know whatever that you need to use. so the only thing i used was vaseline we'll rub it in the bomb bomb and that was it we didn't even oil the hair we didn't put we didn't just put oil in their hair i just put an ample vaseline in their bomb because as a lubricant for for pee mm-hmm. and then lobaton wear clean clothes cover them up when it's cold and then when it's hot allow them to air out don't change your diaper brand or necessarily because that can also cause some sort of yeah, irritation for them dry their bum very well now when it came to navel care they said to us in the hospital clean it when you're changing a diaper i did it so religiously because i didn't like big navel and i'd seen big navel <laughs> so i was so scared that my kids would have big navel so i would clean it I would clean it nicely and religiously until the cord fell off and you know we'll continue the care and it was good. Um however, let me share this story quickly and I really hope time permits us. It's colic. You're about call it inuwa. So the child is just crying and it happens I think from first to third month. The child is just crying. Has I even kill a and now it is even two babies. Hello, Romisha. I kill a lady. This one. No way. This is it's inuwa. And then, you know, the people coming to greet you back and forth, someone now says, hello, Rorogiri. 
Now, my friend, who is a pediatrician, I said, don't use anything. Mm. Just turn the baby upside down. Put some pressure on the tummy. They're going to be okay. And I said, use Ororogiri. At that point, we had gone to visit my older sister in, in, in Lagos. And she lived in the UK. She was fully British. And so one of the times, we then, you know, administered Ororogiri. So if you know Ogiri, you know the smell. Mm-mm. You don't know Ogiri smell. Mm-mm. Find out. If you don't know, go and find Ogiri. It's horrible. Oh, girl. And then the oil. That's how we should give the child. So that's how one of the days we now gave the child the oil in the middle of the night. And then my sister came and she said, What kind of smell is this? Oh, you can never deal with this. And she went on and on. And then she said, Why do you need to do this? I said, They say it's helping. In my mind, it really was helping. But now I know that, to be honest, some people work for them, but I don't think it did anything. It just, we just did. So that was the only traditional thing I did. I never used lantern on the navel. I never used agbo. We didn't have a lefo or ela or any of those things. We didn't get those boils. We didn't have diarrhea. Because I just kept talking to my pediatrician and he's like, do this and do that. And I kept to it. So you have um, two kids. Yeah, I have twin daughters. They're four. Yeah, and then they are four. How do you feel now? It, it gets easier every day, to be honest. Like, sometimes when I write it down, I say time definitely heals yes. all wounds. There were times I was running, I was driving, I was, it was driving me crazy. The early morning rounds, the bands, everything was, it was like, life. my life was over. But I look like, I look back at myself now, I'm like, okay, so I can be pretty again. I can remember to wear lipstick sometimes. And then we could wear <laughs> lipstick together, mm-hmm. all in the name of, you know, I can go back and do a pedicure then. What was it mean? I didn't even remember what pedicure Colour was. I cut time. my hair. You <laughs> know, now these days I'm like, okay, I want to rub my skin. I want to refresh me, you know. So I think it gets easier by the day, especially when you get used to a routine. You have like a routine that works for you. Um, you get help when you, if you can afford it. I was going to forget to throw it in there that finances can also make being a mother difficult and it can be a part of postpartum depression to be honest um, but it gets easier by the day now the kids can communicate they can talk i can talk back we can argue i can say see do you want me to die do you want mommy to go away and they say no i'm saying okay yeah cooperate you know so this routine and there's still a very helpful community of friends so i i i, I think it gets easier to be honest by the day Thank you so much, Kafi. You have actually said a lot, but because of time, we'll have to end this mm-hmm. episode. Hopefully, I'll have you on another episode. I'm looking forward to it, girl. <laughs> like, we better do this. Better Thank do you for this. joining me again on another episode of the 30 with May podcast. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.